welcome to episode four of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I'll be sharing personal advice, tips and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young women to set their mind to it and achieve their goals. So for today's episode, I wanted to do a little bit of a follow-on from last episode in a way. And this episode will be about how to use negative emotions. So seeing as episode three was how to feel better, I figured this seemed like a natural kind of flow on that might be useful if you found episode three useful. So for this episode, it's going to be inspired by Tony Robbins. I'm currently in the process of reading his book, Awaken the Giant Within. And one of the chapters that I read had... Um, it's called the 10 emotions of power, the chapter, and it had a section called the 10 action signals. And I just thought you all need to know about this. What he's said in this chapter is so, so useful. So I figured I'd kind of read out the different action signals and explain, um, what he's meant by it. And then I'll give you my interpretation as well of it so that hopefully you can apply it in your own life and take something away from it that's helpful. Um, I would definitely encourage you to go out and get the book and read it for yourself but for those of you that don't have the book yet that haven't read it yet I want to share this with you ASAP because it is just so helpful to actually have everything listed out the way he does. So to kind of explain what I mean when I'm talking about how to use negative emotion and the 10 action signals, basically in the book, Tony's said that there's 10 main categories or 10 negative emotions that everyone feels. And each negative emotion is actually a call to action. So the reason we're feeling that way is because we need to do something. We need to change something, alter something, to feel differently so the reason we're feeling negative is to make a change so that actually if you think about it you can use negative emotion so that's when you have to actually get in touch with your emotions rather than numbing them and avoiding them or any of those strategies you have to actually know what you're feeling acknowledge the thoughts figure out what negative thoughts and feelings that you're having so that then you can use it as the signal that it is to change something and make an improvement in your life. So basically the first one, I'm going to get straight into it. The first of the action signals, and they're kind of all set out in a order that makes sense. Um, Cause if you don't address one, it can kind of lead to another, or at least he's managed to connect them in the book that way. So the first of the 10 action signals is discomfort and I think this is a good one to start with because it's nothing too severe but just that feeling of discomfort Um, Tony's examples are you know it's that boredom or impatience or feeling of unease maybe a bit of distress mild embarrassment all just those uncomfortable feelings Um, and you just feel like things aren't quite right And that's the message. So all of these have messages and solutions. So the message that discomfort is sending you is that something isn't right, which means you need to do something. So if you're feeling that things are off or you're not getting the results that you want, you might be feeling a little bit uncomfortable. So what you need to do, according to Tony, um, so I'm definitely, this is more a summary of Tony's 
um, Robin's, I guess, um, 10 action signals. So go get his book, but for now, this is my interpretation. So the solution for feeling discomfort is to refine your actions. So to try a different approach um, and you want to try to create different results. Um, So you want to change the way that you're feeling or change the results that you're producing. So it's meaning you need to do something differently. Um, So you just got to tune in with what that emotion's telling you. Um, And you keep trying something until that discomfort's gone. Um, And a lot of what Tony kind of says throughout this comes back to that we do things to avoid pain and to get pleasure. Um, And that drive to avoid pain is very very powerful so most people will try and avoid discomfort because it's a little bit painful but it's not super painful um but then this can lead on to hurt oh sorry i skipped ahead there fear (laughs) so fear is the next action signal um because that's when we're anticipating pain Um, which leads to fear and the message that fear is there to give us so you got to think it's there to serve us it's not to hinder us it's to serve us and it's fear is telling you that you need to be prepared for something you feel like there's something coming up that you're not prepared for and the message is be prepared so if you think about that for example, I think when I read this the first time, I thought of public speaking because so many people, like you hear that it's um, people fear public speaking more than death. Like the stats around public speaking and fear are pretty crazy. So I thought about, you know, that fear that you get before having to perform with public speaking. And it is so applicable in that particular situation that if you're not prepared, if you're not feeling really confident and sure of what you're going to go up and say, so if you have to go up and give a speech with no notes there's going to be a lot of fear so that fear is telling you to be prepared so if you can then prepare have lots of cue cards practice and memorize your speech that you're going to give you're going to feel a lot less fear you're going to feel more prepared less nervous about it and that fear will dissipate so that fear is a message to prepare so it's there to tell you to do something to change something um I'm sure there's lots of other examples that you could think of. Um, Maybe you're doing a big trip overseas by yourself solo for the first time and you're feeling really scared and fearful. That's telling you to prepare. So you might be planning out what you're going to do in certain um, places that you go to visit, what um, things you'll have in place for if you get into a bad situation. So it's preparing for that that you're not as fearful because you know that you've got things in place so fear can be really useful Um, and then Tony also goes on to say the solution for fear is mentally preparing yourself um, figuring what you can do to deal with it the best way possible but then also because sometimes you can't prepare you've done everything you can so let's go with the public speaking you've done everything to prepare for this speech you've got all the cue cards you've practiced there's nothing more you can do to prepare but you're still feeling fearful that's when tony says you must have faith 
knowing that you've done everything you can to prepare um, and keeping in mind that most fears in life don't actually turn out to be anything. It's a lot of the time just a made-up scenario that doesn't actually turn out. But he says that if the fear does come to life, you might experience hurt and hurt is the third of the action signals or the negative emotions that we feel. And so this one I thought was a really interesting one. Some of these messages are things that you don't really think about um, when you think of the emotion, but when you hear someone spell it out for you, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You can actually use this as a action signal, like he says. So hurt suggests that we have an expectation that has not been met. So um, they're generated by a sense of loss. And if you think about that in terms of a relationship ending, the feeling of hurt comes from the sense that you've lost a part of your life, you've lost another person, you've lost a lover, a friendship. This sense of loss is creating the feelings of hurt Um, and often because our expectations have not been met, that's got to do with why we're feeling the hurt. But a lot of the time people don't know that we have these expectations of them. Um, and yet we still feel hurt and a lot of people have, you know, it's taught to us when we're young. And I think I talked about it in episode three about how people say, oh, you hurt me, but that's all got to do with the thoughts that we're having. But the thoughts that we're having that create that hurt is that someone hasn't met our expectations. So um, if we go on to the solution for this that Tony's got in the book, um, first step is to realize that you may not have lost anything. So maybe you need to lose the perception that the person is trying to hurt you or that they don't realize what they're doing, they don't um, know what their actions are causing for you. So you've got to ask yourself, is there really loss? Or are you judging the situation too harshly or too soon? And then another solution he provides is to have a conversation with the person about the feeling of loss that you're feeling. And you don't give them um, the responsibility of you did this to me it's telling them when you did this I misinterpreted that to mean that you didn't care is his example here and I have a sense of loss so you don't say you did this to me you just say here's how I interpreted the situation can you tell me what you actually meant by it what um, actually happened so you change your communication you get clarity and then that can transform the hurt. Um, So I definitely can see how that example of hurt is a message that we have an expectation that has not been met. Um, If you think in a relationship, if someone cheats and you feel hurt, it's because the expectation was that there was respect and trust and that hasn't been met. So if you're thinking of hurt, there's so many different examples, but It's definitely a message that expectations have not been met. And I thought that was just such an interesting way to frame her as what that means. Because maybe it means that you need to put 
um, in place expectations that are clearer you might need to convey them and communicate them with someone a bit more clearly about what your expectations are because you've already got them the expectations but someone might not know them or maybe someone's not respecting them and you're letting them not do that so you need to be clear with someone and have that communication so that there isn't that level of hurt um, in the relationship whether it's friendships or relationships with partners um, or professional relationships it applies in all different scenarios and then we go on to the fourth action signal so Tony suggests that if hurt isn't dealt with it gets amplified and becomes anger and this has got to do with the expectations a little bit as well because the message of anger is that an important rule or a standard that you hold for yourself or your life has been violated by someone else or maybe even by yourself. So this is a really important one to remember. Um, I personally probably don't identify as much with anger as some of the other ones. Like I definitely, when I read hurt um, as a message, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Anger, not one of my go-to emotions, but if you do feel anger, um, and everyone does in different situations, I just probably don't have it as my first emotion that comes out. Um, so with that, if you're feeling it, it's because someone's violated your standards or your rules that you've got in place. And the solution for this is to, um, what has Tony got here? Just trying to read. He's got a lot of advice for this one. Um, they don't know what's important to you. So you've got these expectations. Someone else doesn't know perhaps that they have violated this, um, but you believe that they should know. They should know that they've violated it or that you've got these standards. So um, you've got to be clear with the person, communicate so that they know that you've got these standards in place because the person might not have known that they've broken your rules or your standards and once you've had that communication if the person then actually did violate one of your standards then you've got to acknowledge maybe your rules aren't the right rules so you might feel strongly about them but it doesn't mean the other person does as well so there's got to be communication because everyone's got different sets of values that they're going to adhere to and then Tony puts it back in perspective by asking yourself an empowering question such as, in the long run, does this person really care for me? Um, what can I learn from this? How can I communicate the importance of these standards I hold for myself to this person in a way that causes them to want to help me and not violate my standards again in the future? So it's all about better communication and if you're angry, changing your perception so maybe the person didn't know your rules and that's one of those things where a lot of people assume that someone knows what you're thinking what you've um what rules and like the manual that you have for someone to live by as Brooke Castillo talks about in her podcast the manual which is the sets of rules and expectations that you've got for someone else they often don't know that you've got this manual for them to live by and so if they violate it maybe they didn't know so communicate with them figure it out if they knew or not and then once you've let them know that they have violated this then you can 
change our anger and have a more um, useful conversation and hopefully transform that. Um, However, if you continue with anger, then this can lead to frustration, which is the fifth action signal or negative emotion, whichever one you like to call it. So frustration can come from so many different situations. I'm sure we've all felt it. I definitely feel frustrated um, a lot of the time um, at different things. And the message that frustration is sending is that your brain believes you could be doing better than you currently are. This was another one of the emotions that when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, that that's just amazing Like to think about frustration. As Antonio says, it's an exciting signal. It's a message that you could be doing better. Like It's because you know that you've got more potential. You believe you've got potential, but you're not fulfilling it. And so you feel frustrated. So it's an action signal. It's a call to action to do something. So this is actually a really good emotion, but we... I guess look at it as such a negative emotion because it doesn't feel nice but what it's signaling is a positive thing Um, because you just need to start doing things differently Um, because what it's saying is that what you're doing isn't working currently and the solution to your problem is within range because you can feel it but you're just frustrated because you're not quite there and you can see that you could do it that's why you're frustrated because you're just not there yet um so you got to brainstorm ways to get a different result change your approach get some input from others find a role model that you can um role model off with your actions and use this as a way to learn and get fascinated by what you could do to change um what you're doing to create different results so then frustration is an exciting emotion we can see that it's the message of you can do better let's do something different try different approaches and keep trying because it's within your potential the thing that this leads to or i guess tony just says it's what's more devastating is disappointment which is a sixth action signal and this one not as exciting as frustration let me tell you so disappointment is offering a message that an expectation that you've had or like a goal you're really going for is probably not going to happen so it's time to change your expectations to make them more appropriate for this situation and take action to set and achieve a new goal immediately so that's a whole message and solution all in one so disappointment becomes because you realize that the goal is not going to happen so with frustration it's the opposite you think it's still possible you just don't know how to get there yet you've got to keep trying disappointment when is when you've gotten to the other side of that and go it's not happening so that can be really discouraging um And one little quote in this chapter from disappointment that I highlighted when I was reading the book that I thought was really, it just hit home, was God's delays are not God's denials. And I'm not a super religious person, but if you rephrase it as um, the universe's delays are not the universe's denials, is you've got to keep going. So with the disappointment, you can't let it completely stop you in your tracks. What Tony suggests 
is that that goal that you now have realized that you're not going to achieve is you set a new one you change it new goal immediately so you don't get bogged down in it so use it as a chance to learn okay what didn't work here and set that new goal something more inspiring and it needs to be something that you can make immediate progress towards so you got to get cracking on it so you get out of this disappointment out of the feeling of i can't do it because you don't want to get stuck in that rut and then um another thing recognize that maybe it's only a temporary challenge so if you're feeling disappointed are you judging the situation too soon maybe you need to keep going and give it a bit longer to play out so don't judge it too soon and don't judge it too harshly before feeling your disappointment um and just acknowledge the situation isn't over yet have some patience with it and tony suggests evaluating what you truly want um and just developing a really effective plan for achieving it so all about taking action and also another suggestion is having a positive attitude and a positive expectancy about what will happen in the future so that positive thinking to create positive emotions positive actions and you get your positive results and then we're on to action signal number seven guilt so the feeling of guilt is there to tell you that you've violated one of your own highest standards so kind of similar in a way to anger that someone else has violated it but this is internal you violated your own highest standards and when I read this one I've definitely had my share of feeling guilty I thought of eating snacking overeating all those good things or not so good things as when I most often feel guilty so when it comes to for example I would tell anyone that I've got a sweet tooth love chocolate chocoholic you know all those typical things um and I guess I've created a bit of an identity around loving chocolate and all of those things but I've also got an identity about being someone who loves health and fitness I do it for a job I love to exercise and I've got a whole identity around that so when I've got my identity around health and fitness I have um, a lot of pride in looking after myself with my nutrition as well to support my physical activities Um, looking after myself goes hand in hand with health and fitness Um, and then when I'm eating chocolate at 10 o'clock at night or whenever it might be I feel really guilty and that guilt comes because I've violated my own standards about how I'll look after my body and this is definitely something I'm still working on but when you can look at guilt so because when you feel guilt and Tony's put it in the category of like emotions similar such as regret or remorse and humans hate feeling these things um very painful emotions but when you look at that so if I look at that and go okay well this is telling me I violated my own standards that's why I'm feeling guilty and so terrible I can do something about it once I know why I'm feeling that way so it's one thing to feel an emotion but if you know what it's trying to tell you what its purpose is for feeling that way you can use that I'm still definitely in the process of trying to use it um, and to actually accept the emotion rather than fight it and ignore it and push it away 
but when you can use it that way it's so much more powerful because you understand your own driving forces um, and you can use them to help you succeed rather than letting them hinder you and slow you down because you're feeling negative emotions let them be the action signals that they are let them tell you that so for guilt for me it might be all right you need to stop eating the chocolate because it doesn't match up with your own standards and rules that you have for yourself about how you look after your body it doesn't fit in that belief system but you're still doing it so there's that um, mismatch that needs to be changed and you need to start respecting your own standards that you have for yourself so there's so many different ways that can um, apply so many things that people feel guilty for the spectrum for that could be huge there's so many different examples Um, but think of something for you that you might feel really guilty about what standard is it breaking for you and then the solution for this is you need to do something immediately so that you don't violate that standard again Um, you've got to acknowledge that you've violated it in the first place and then you commit to yourself to making sure this behavior does not happen again in the future and Tony suggests rehearsing in your mind um, how if you live again how you deal with the same situation that you feel guilty about that's in a way that is consistent with your own highest personal standards so for me it would be fueling my body with good food so fruit and veggies instead of the chocolate you'd envision that and create a whole um i guess yeah scenario in your head of what you could do instead so this might apply with um relationships with other people procrastinating with work or studies or anything create a scenario of what you do instead that actually fits with your standards Um, because at the moment there's a bit of pain associated with what you're doing you're feeling guilty that's a painful emotion so you need to amplify that pain use it to get you out of that habit because Humans will do anything to avoid pain and get to pleasure instead. Um, So therefore, guilt can actually serve you. But you've actually got to utilize it. You can't wallow in it to um, enact change, I guess, in your life. And then we're on to number eight. Inadequacy is the eighth action signal. So... um, this comes when you're beating yourself up and the message that it's sending us is that you don't have a level of skill necessary for the task at hand it's telling you that you need more information understanding strategies tools or confidence so if you think about it it means you need to get out there and do or learn more if and this is a trick so First of all, asking yourself, is this really an appropriate emotion for me to feel in this situation? Am I really inadequate or do I have to change the way I'm perceiving things? So that's when then, if so if the feeling is justified, if you really are not adequate for the task at hand or if you can't do the skill, whatever it might be, if you don't have the skill um, or the confidence, if that's true, if you are inadequate for the task at hand then 
you need to find a way to do something better than you've done it before. So use it as an encouragement to improve and don't expect yourself to be perfect. Realize that this is a chance to improve yourself. And Tony has this phrase that he's um, coined in his book, constant and never ending improvement. Um, so he says, canny. I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced, but that's his go-to thing. And that's what inadequacy is telling you that you need to constantly and never ending. That doesn't work, but you need to continuously improve yourself. So it's not a bad thing if you aren't adequate at a particular skill or task. It's just a chance to improve. And if you can see that as a chance to improve, then that's great because it's a chance to learn um, and go further with life. Um, Tony also suggests finding a role model in that area, um, get some coaching from them. And then once you start making progress, this is a little bit I highlighted, the smallest amount of progress will turn a person who's inadequate into a person who's learning. And I think that is key because it's a shift in mindset from the, and this is the growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Um, so Carol Dweck's got the book on that called Mindset. Um, but if you've got the fixed mindset, then if you think you're inadequate, that's it. You think that is what you are. You can't change um, your value. That just is what it is. But if you're in the growth mindset, you believe that you're a person who's learning, continually improving, you believe that you can get better, you can learn. So that shift in mindset will help you get rid of that inadequate feeling because no longer you're no longer inadequate, you're learning. You're accepting that there's more to be learned and you will eventually be adequate because you're making progress. And I think that's the thing where you've got to actually take action to making progress forward so that you're not stuck in that emotion. Um, yeah. And then number nine, overload or overwhelm. Um, this is definitely another emotion I particularly identified with um, as someone who's quite adept at keeping herself busy. I quite often have felt this emotion and then the message that this is sending us is that you need to reevaluate what's most important to you in this situation. And I think that's really key because it's about priorities. You've got so much on your plate. If you're feeling overloaded or overwhelmed, it's also got to do with the thoughts that you're having that are creating that feeling of overwhelm. Um, because if you're feeling that way, you're obviously thinking you've got too much to do too busy, can't cope, all of those thoughts aren't supportive of feeling positive and empowered. They're all going to create feelings of um, overwhelm or overload, whatever you're feeling. Um, so you need to reevaluate and figure out what's important, prioritize things and pick a focus and you can write them down, put them in order of priority is what Tony suggests put it all on paper will give you a little bit of sense of control and then he recommends tackling the first thing on your list and continue to take action until you've mastered it and then once you've mastered one area then you get momentum 
and your brain realizes that you've got control and you're not overloaded you're not overwhelmed um, and that it's not permanent you can change it you can get out of that feeling of overwhelm and then you can let go of it and realize there might be an empowering meaning to it that you just haven't realized yet so um yeah just use that as a chance to reevaluate and prioritize the things that you're doing because if you're trying to juggle it all and it's not working you're still feeling feelings of overwhelm something needs to change so that your feelings change as well um and then the very last emotion is the feeling of loneliness so that's the 10th action signal so it's still an action signal and this one as well I think is a message for everyone because it's a message that you need to connect with people and I think everyone feels lonely at times and there's a very big difference between feeling alone and feeling lonely um I definitely believe that everyone needs to be able to be alone without feeling lonely um but if you are feeling lonely because you can be feeling lonely in a room full of full of people or you can be feeling lonely when you're by yourself the thing is you need to reach out for a connection when you're feeling lonely regardless of how many people you're surrounded by um so the solution that tony's got here is to reach out immediately and the great thing is in this day and age you can do that we've got phones we've got internet you can reach out at the touch of a button like it's instant so there's no excuse not to because it's an action signal you need to take action you need to actually do something it might be to call someone it might be to text someone facetime whatever method reach out because that's what the signal is telling you to do make a connection with someone um and it's not just a sexual connection that tony's got here um it's not necessarily about um intimacy because even if you do have like intimacy with someone you can still feel lonely so it's about having connection um that's the key driver for loneliness or the solution for loneliness i should say and identify the type of connection that you need um so might be friendship might be someone to laugh with or talk with um so identify what you truly need and go to that person um that can provide that might be a friend a parent workmate grandparents anyone that you can connect with that's going to help with that need in that moment go to them um and then you can also remind yourself that the thing about being lonely is that it means you really care about people and you love to be with them and you just need to figure out what kind of connection you need right now with somebody and then make it happen reach out and i have done this i know i was on a placement one in particular that was in a little rural town and i was in a little student accommodation all by myself and there was the aspect of being alone so it was like five week placement i still got to come back on weekends but while you're there by yourself in a little student dorm with not really anyone else around it was quite easy to feel lonely and so my solution and this is why i know that tony knows what he's talking about with all these because when i look at my examples in my life his message that he says each emotion carries and the solutions 
work. So when I felt lonely, I was calling people, I was texting, I was reaching out more than ever before because I was feeling lonelier, but it was the correct solution. It was the right approach to have because it helped. I felt so much better when I reached out because that's what I needed. I was feeling lonely because I didn't have as much connection around me naturally. So I had to reach out and create that. But once I did, I started to feel less lonely and I had to continue doing that because that feeling keeps coming back, but you can keep taking the action to feel differently. And that's the thing. It's an action signal. So take the action and then that feeling will change because you've solved it. You've listened to the message and you've implemented the solution. So that's all in the book Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. 10 action signals. I hope that it's been helpful. It was just a bit of a recount about what he said and suggested. Um, and I would recommend all of you go out, grab the book if you can and have a read through it for yourself because there's paragraphs upon paragraphs of what he suggested so you can get a bit more depth about it. But hopefully just hearing them read out has helped you to start thinking about it. So the 10 different emotions to sum it all up, starting with discomfort, fear, hurt, flick the page, anger, frustration, disappointment, guilt, inadequacy, overload or overwhelm, and loneliness. You can call them negative emotions, but if you're like me, you might want to start calling them action signals because that's what they are. They are 10 different feelings that are calling you to action to get you out of where you're at because something needs to change, a thought needs to change, your approach to something, your perception, um, something's got to give and it's a call to action. So if you listen to it, listen to the message that it's trying to give you, then put the solution in place and your life will transform because you've got 10 different calls to action here to keep you progressing and if you set your mind to it who knows what you can achieve so thank you so much for listening I hope you found it helpful if you would love to give this um, podcast a review please if you're on Apple Podcasts, give it a five-star review if you've enjoyed it leave a review I'd love to know what you thought of it If you've got anything to say, any feedback, please jump onto Instagram as well. I'm at setyourmindtoit followed by an underscore. So you can send me a message there and keep up to date with everything as well. Um, But yeah, thanks so much for listening and I'll chat to you next week. Bye.